Arg Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Starter Shed Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir, joined as ever by the lovely Kerry Warbis. You didn't know how to describe me then. Were you going to have an adjective in there? After lovely, yeah. Let the listener decide what you are, Kerry. Cool, yeah. It's more democratic that way, isn't it? Don't want any bias. Yeah, how, how are you doing, Matthew? I'm all right, I'm all right. It's a holiday here today. And you've got your Christmas tree, Matthew. The first place I went, I didn't like what I saw, so I marched on through a field of goats. That literally happened. And found another place with Christmas trees and picked it up and the guy went, are you not in a car? <laughs> I was like, no. It looked to me like I was insane. And then I just marched back across the fields with my Christmas tree to my house. So, yeah. How, how tall is it? It's not that tall, actually. We've had to put it on a stand, but it's been fully decorated, not by me. And it's up there in the living room looking very lovely now. So you weren't on holiday today, Kerry. What have you been doing with yourself? No, I oh, I worked, but it was very quiet. I worked from home and I played Rufus Wainwright really loud the whole time. I was working. Oh, lovely. So I was singing along whilst working. Yeah, it was His lovely. second album... I absolutely adored that. Is it Want To, his second album? There are previous ones prior to that, but they're the ones I was listening to, Matthew, Want One and Want Two over and over again today. I always used to think of um, Russ when I heard The Art Teacher. Isn't it wonderful, that song? Yeah. And Natasha is particularly good to sing along to. And uh, I'm a big fan of Old Horror's Diet. What's that? It's a song on Want To, Kerry. Is it? Do you know what? I never bloody look. My daughter's always having a go at me for not knowing the names of songs. Don't know the names of songs, don't know the years of egg problems. <laughs> I'm living in some sort of fog. Did you do your Spotify wrapped? No. Oh, do you use Spotify? I use Spotify, yeah, but I, I don't, I can't be arsed with all that shit. Oh, well, it's just presented to you, isn't it? I wondered whether you... Uh, what it said yeah. about you, you know, your top person you listen to and all of that. All right, I'll, uh, I'll have a little look at that. But uh, I haven't recently, no, been a bit busy, okay. apart from just, you know, carrying trees across fields today. <laughs> Kerry. Yes, archers, 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 archers. Yeah, well, let's take a little break first um, and okay. then get ready for an all new, refreshed, positive cider shed. This Christmas, come check out Grange Farm's new theme park, Grundyland. Fun for all the family. I got rabies from going on the ferret wheel. Valet parking. Someone seems to have siphoned my petrol tank. Refreshments available. Mummy, this apple juice tastes funny. See you soon at Grundyland. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
the week started with Alison Harry up at the gallops. He's becoming intensely unlikable very early on. Becoming? He, he was a walking red flag the minute he appeared for me. I, I, it's not becoming awful and irritating. Yeah, it sounds like he got injured falling off a horse that was trying to jump over some logs and he basically punished his wife for it and that led to the breakup of his marriage. Oh, God, please don't tell me we've got a slightly abusive temperamental husband storyline coming and then Alice is going to start drinking again. I can't handle that again. I mean, obviously, she she has to relapse for the drama of the soap opera. Sorry to anyone that thinks that's harsh, but I, I think they are. They're not going to leave it, are they? Well, I was annoyed with it all for very different reasons, Matthew. I thought, oh, that's really handy, isn't it? This bloke comes along who's had to overcome something rather massive in his life, which saw the breakup of his marriage. So instantly has a connection with Alice, for whom a similar thing happened. Although she didn't fall off a horse, she fell off her wagon. (laughs) Well, no, I get all of that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that will mean that they'll be just right for each other. Although I don't like him and I don't trust him and I think he's just after stable stuff and not her as a woman. So you think it's a stable relationship? <laughs> it's very stable related, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he really wants to get laid, doesn't he? Because when she started saying, I have photos of my daughter, he's like, I'd love to see them. Well, yeah. That was one of the most unbelievable bits of the whole week. Not only did he keenly wish to see someone else's kids in photographs, he then, when they went to the curry house, one of the first things he asked was, how's Martha? Isn't there some Indian dish called Martha? I thought he was talking to the waiter. Like, how's the Martha Nan? (laughs) That's very good, sir. Martha Nan, that's Ruth, isn't it? Oh, no, it isn't Ruth, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Wrong family. Martha Nan, Susan... And uh, the dearly departed Jenny. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, I tell you what I was thinking about the other day, just somehow, with Alice being back in it and the mm. fact that it was Rory's birthday, I just had this flashback of when she went to London to break the news to Rory that Jenny had died. Oh, and it was, Yeah, she was like, it's about mum. It's not good. She's dead. <laughs> it's like a three hit, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, this is what's happening with the Harry thing. He, he rocks up, shouts at them about his impaled horse says oh do you fancy coming out for lunch now they're on they're calling it dates and we've both got things in common and he he suddenly feels it's really easy to talk to alice he's known her five minutes there's something else going on and if there isn't something else going on then this isn't what happens i will have some sympathy with harry because it's very hard to decide if you want the lamb kofta or the chicken pakora when a ginger police officer is leaning right over the table, right up in your fucking grill. I did love that Harrison always has the lamb biryani. It's just classic, isn't it? That he never veers away from his favourite thing. Oh, he's just a sheep. <laughs> and he was, he was there like, hey, all right, we're just here with lads from station. And uh, Harry's up like, oh, I might be wrong here, but is, is he an ex? Like, fucking, yes, you are very wrong. <laughs> There's no way. He's an ex of Alice's. Although I did try to give him a hangy in a lay-by once. <laughs> yes. But some people on Twitter were going, why is there such awkwardness? They'd kind of forgotten that Harrison was like Chris's buddy. I think even Harrison's forgot. Yeah. Who's Chris? 
Where's Eagle? He's in the galaxy far, far away, isn't he? No, that was all a bit weird. I was trying to think, where are they? Are they in a pub? Are they in a restaurant? Mm. It's like, oh, they're in an in a curry house. Harrison was almost deliberately in their face and dumb, wasn't he? Hello, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is dumb, though, isn't he? He he literally is just dumb. I'm having this real problem with Harrison these days. You know that almost all of the Archer's characters, I'm totally happy to imagine the actor. Absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, the only one is with Tracy. And like, yeah. we've met Susie. We love mm -hmm. Susie. We know what Susie looks like. But I'm afraid that Tracy will forever be, for me, Jill from Nighty Night the Ju julia davis character no, that that's how i that's how i have her in my head harrison for me is chris pratt i can't <laughs> remove it god i don't know i don't think i even imagine harrison's features he's just like a sort of thumb he's <laughs> <laughs> incredibly good looking bloke the actor have i you know. seen him yeah but that's not how i see harrison at all and i always think of tracy as a brunette along the lines of sort of a Jane McDonald type <laughs> character. Hang on, but don't you think Jane, you thought Joy was Jane McDonald, didn't you? All the women in the Archers are Jane McDonald. <laughs> okay, even Peggy. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to a, a tour of Kerry's mind, listeners. <laughs> they started up at the Gallops on Sunday. At least no one complained that we haven't had a stirrup Sunday now. <laughs> Yeah, and at least, despite the hip replacement, he can still ride. I was literally waiting for it to be like, uh, can you f*** mate? Yeah, so he can gallop with his hip replacement. Does that involve the horse or not, the galloping? Yes, of course. Are they just galloping? Oh, right. Okay. The, like the knights in um, yeah. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, So because he, he said he can ride, but he can't ever compete so eventing how different is that on a hip replacement to galloping well i guess it's just the the level and the pressure and the demand isn't it because eventing is cross country isn't it cross country mm. show jumping and dressage all three isn't it right right so if you but if you can gallop surely you can do those other things well, i don't know it's a bit like saying you know i can run around and play football but i couldn't go out and play for real madrid Oh, right. Is eventing Real Madrid then? And galloping is West Ham. Galloping is him just like plodding along on a horse. It's the, you know, yeah, Usain Bolt. Galloping's quite you strenuous. Know, when Usain Bolt is like 70 years old, he'll be able to go down to Spar and get a pasty, but he's not going to be able to run the 100 metres. Yeah, but galloping is quite strenuous. In eventing, you have to jump, don't you? You have to go up and you have to land, and I think that's the problem. Oh, right. Okay, okay. I know some people who are in the horsey set. I can ask them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I know someone that actually used to do eventing. They don't do it anymore. I think they actually had an injury, so they might have a bit of an insight into this. But yeah. Are you finding him a sort of plausible character? What, what no. You... No, good. Okay. No, not at all. No. Mm. It feels like he's just been parachuted in mm -hmm. as a way of bringing Alice back when there's no Chris. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Having new people when we can't have some of the old. I know we've said this before. Sorry to repeat myself, but it just feels a bit odd bringing him in. I feel like we should have a little alert that goes off here that says we're being negative about the archers. Yeah. Heaven for Fend. That we're not gleefully <laughs> positive at all times about everything that's in our ear holes when we tune into the archers. What did you make of Jacob's plans for comedy gold? Right, now you're talking. Jacob, adore him. Whenever he's featuring 
in a week of the archers i'm a happy woman i loved him <laughs> he is very comedic isn't he himself he is um, by mm. being completely straight yes <laughs> There was a joke, wasn't there? And he said, most amusing. It was a yeah. terrible joke. It was Sykesy, I think, was it? Or was it Alan? Oh, they were both terrible. Well, no, Jacob said he would, he, he went, I was laughing just as much as everyone else Which during the ceremony. A... I had this vision of Jacob at the end of a pew, looking mm. round robotically at everyone else laughing and just going, ha, 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 moving his mouth, trying to practice it. I, I thought he was meaning not at all. Because <laughs> none of it was funny, was it? He may have meant that, yeah. Yeah, there was a cup. There was something that Linda said to him where it was, she said, uh, a round of applause. And he went, I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. He's so good. It was Sykesy he said it to. Because Sykes, oh, when Sykesy appears on appeared on Monday, I was like, oh, for God's sake, not him again. He was going on and on about how hilarious Ted was. And he told a terrible udder gag. He said, you know what he used to say when milking the cows? Pause. Udder nonsense. Yeah, at that point, I put a big red pen mark through the joke that I've been working on. <laughs> and Jakob, that was when Jakob went most amusing. <laughs> but then he came up with very partridian, wasn't it? He came up with the 12 dogs of Christmas. And Alan went, oh, what's that? And he went, oh, I don't know. It's just a title. <laughs> That's lifted directly from that Alan Partridge scene where he's opposite Tony Hare's at the BBC restaurant. And he's like, um, um, a partridge amongst the pigeons. He's like, what's that? And he went, I don't know. It's just a title. <laughs> there were lots of people posting like Alan Partridge memes. Where he talks into the microphone or lying on his bed. Yeah. Lynn, idea for a show. Youth hustling with Chris Eubank. <laughs> but Jacob's idea, yeah. One of them was um, he was considering translating and reciting the tale of Tom T, the Scandinavian Christmas gnome. Yeah. Or what's the other? Oh, the Swedish Carol concert. Yeah. Or the 12 Dogs of Christmas. So what? So he's going all Ikea, just like the tea room is, isn't it? Everything is suddenly in the arches. Got massive blue bags, arrows on the floor, dime bars, meatballs, <laughs> billy bookcases. I have that panic sometimes in an Ikea where I'm like halfway through it and I'm not sure I'm ever mm. going to find my way out. And I have that feeling sometimes listening to the archers as well. <laughs> yes. And you come away with loads of shit that you didn't have when you went in. I came home with a sofa, some meatballs, cinnamon buns, dime bar cake and some schnapps. Yeah, thousand tea lights instead of festoon lights. I mean, no one calls them that, do they? Oh, Ian. Ian! Oh. Worst person this week. Worse than Harry. When the delivery came, when Helen was dropping off the Bridge Farm stuff, and yeah. he's like, what's all this? Parsnips? We didn't order these. That's it. And Helen's going, do you know? It's just... Yeah, she went, it's a box of veg. And you think, f***ing hell, didn't he know? Yeah. How, is, how did he get elevated to head of food if he doesn't know what vegetables know what look like? what box of vegetables. <laughs> but this is the way she was like, do you know, it's just wonderful. We're going to do all this business and buying all these things. And at the same time, Ian's having a f***ing coronary there looking at some carrots. She doesn't notice. They've really gone for this dynamic in the writing now where people are at cross purposes. It has, seems to happen on almost a weekly basis where someone just isn't listening to the other person. It ties in with the fact that pretty much 
I don't know, 90% of the characters are totally self-obsessed, aren't they? I know, Ian said to Alice on cancelling with Harry and all her panics, because she did make that valid point that the woman at the AA meeting had said that she dated a guy, mm. started cheating and she relapsed. Yeah. And he said, look, you can't make up the narrative before it's happened. It's what, like every character in the artist? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do, isn't it? They just invent these things in their heads and then go off with it. And the other person is like, you've totally got the wrong end of the stick here. What about Fallon's herb biscuits? Well, I mean, she found the secret ingredient cupboard again. Yeah, the same special ingredient that was in the quiches, maybe. Yep, her cosmic that, quiches. That bodes well. Yes, that whole sort of um, Ardell suddenly putting on a secret event in a polytunnel where suppliers, staff, partners are all somehow being fed by Ian's chefs, who secret, where did they come from, by the way, who secretly created this menu. The buffet was sourced from local farms, of course it was. Roy wrangled the waiters, so that's what Roy's been doing. Yeah, there was that bit where Oliver said, OK, um, Roy, see you later. I was like, well, will we? I don't think so. <laughs> and this polytunnel, I loved how Ardell just went, um, yeah, I got that off the internet. <laughs> or I got it <laughs> online. I thought he was going to say, like, I got it off Adam. And then yeah. Ian was going to go home and went, the hell, Adam? What did you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> and it formerly housed lambs. Yeah, that would have smelled absolutely lovely. So they've got this polytunnel from the internet, which housed lambs, that's got a few fairy lights in it from Fallon, a load of vegetables being dished up. Oh, and cheese, of course. Uh, some sort of band that involved trumpets. That band sounded to me, because it got louder as they were walking along, when Oliver said, oh, what's going on here? And like Ian's like, oh, Idea, yeah. and then you could hear that muse swelling music building as it reminded me of when jack nicholson is wandering the hallways in the shining and you can hear the big band playing and he suddenly walks yeah. into that room and they're having the massive part mm, yeah and then having witnessed this magical scene suddenly ardil says uh well this isn't necessarily going to be a one-off i see i've had a vision of a pizza van at the end of the polytunnel, like a pop-up restaurant. Why don't we do that? And then Ian gets all animated about, oh, we can, you can do the accent. We can do starters, garlic bread with padron peppers and winter salad with Borchester blue. And because of that, he then just goes, now I just really want to move on from everything and have a clean slate, Ardo. And Oliver's really happy. Ardo knackered up so much of Grey Gables, but now having held this polytunnel pizza bloody thing, he's off the hook. Are you not being able to suspend disbelief? Is that what's happening here? I can a bit, but not when it's like this, Matthew. I can't. I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> I can't. Just Lots can't. of people have been on social media saying that the adult situation is ludicrous. Mm. I, mean, I guess yeah, we have I... to have some sympathy with the fact of what happened with his fiancée. That's yeah. fine. But this, tonight, it was like a big f***ing cherry on a shit cake, wasn't it? <laughs> we, I only listened once to Friday's episode, and I was like, yeah, this is a bit odd. I, I mean, I enjoyed the Alice, Harry, and, the, and Harrison in the, in the Indian. 
I thought that was really funny just because Harrison was either very, I mean, I think Harrison went out and started kicking his taillights and then he's going to pull him <laughs> over later. But yeah, the Grey Gable stuff, nonsense. Sorry. I, I mean, and if anyone wants to hear me really vent on that, go have a listen. <laughs> it was a very upbeat Patreon episode where we reviewed the week that we missed last week. But there was, there was one thing that I reserved my ire for as an ex-chef myself. Oh, yeah. It was just the ridiculousness of the Ian story. And mm. uh, it it flows down into this one as well. So they People on Twitter were countering my utter... I, I was like, am I tripping? Is this really happening? They did say, well, at least it's a positive Friday. You know, it's more upbeat. It's positive. Nice ending to the week kind of thing. I think it's, it's my problem, not the scriptwriters necessarily, that I can't... But- I can't get my head around when things are too insultingly bizarre. The thing you don't know, Kerry, is that all of those people that are replying to you are tripping. (laughs) Yeah, a herb biscuit or two. Well, we'll see, we'll see. If if that is everything resolved at the Grey Gables and we're just moving smoothly on, oh, I don't know what I'll do. I'll eat my hat. Have you had a herb biscuit? You got the munchies? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, Kerry, maybe you just want to give us a little Wish You Were Here, Judith Chalmers, Riga review. Oh, yes. Riga, my Riga trip was absolutely phenomenal. I was, I've been looking forward to it since we thought about it back in March. So it was eight family members all together for my mother's 80th birthday. And we arrived on the Thursday and the first snows in Riga this year arrived on that Thursday with us. So the city, which is beautiful anyway, I don't, if any of you haven't been, do have a look at some photographs. You can look at my Instagram if you like. All the rooftops and the cobbled streets and the park in central Riga all were covered in snow. And it just gave everywhere a even more beautiful and Christmassy feel. So it was extra special. Uh, we had a lot of laughs, loads of fine dining, not so fine dining, um, <laughs> drinking lots of alsams, which is the local liquor. Uh, yeah, it was it was absolutely stunning. I got a thank you card from my mum today in the post thanking our household for our contribution to a special holiday. And I think my brother will have got one as well. So she's happy and that's all that matters. Yeah, I'd love to go to Latvia, actually. I've got some friends there, so I should find a reason to do it. Yeah, I used to work with someone from there, so I've got the connection. Yeah, cool. There's nothing I like more than listening to two rich people fighting over how they're going to buy up land. Yeah, the 10-acre plot is causing quite an interesting storyline between Lillian and Justin, isn't it? She's got ideas about what to do with it. He's got ideas about what to do with it. They're joining forces against the enemy, who is essentially Natasha and Tom. But Natasha's in the uh, driving seat of that, I think. But she clocked him straight away, didn't she? Yes, that was great. On first listen, I thought, well, she'd gone over the pub in good faith with him. And on second listen, I thought, she knows from the off what he's planning, but she's yeah. just decided to go along yeah. with it. I like the way they refer to Justin as a snake. <laughs> yeah, and Lillian and him. Well, actually, rewind. Where are Tom and Natasha getting the money from? Oh, God. I mean, where did the money come from the bloody viewing window? That suddenly morphed out of nowhere, didn't it? Mm. Maybe we're massively overthinking it, Carrie. Do you think? Yeah. 
But but there has to be some credence to any of these things, doesn't there? Like an what? element of it, just a flimsy, flimsy bit that we clutch onto to believe. Well, they're just determined to make the poor suffer and the rich thrive, aren't they? Adam, no real punitive situation for him, like lifting five grand out of the accounts. Mm. Stella oh, yeah. goes and like spends God knows what was it like into the into the quarter mill. Yeah. On a seed drill, loses her job and then comes back because she says sorry. But also on top of all of that, the way that Tom in particular this week is treating the people that he's like just shuffled to one side in the tea room, describing them as staff, making them take a photograph of them handing the keys over to him. If Fallon and Emma were male colleagues, Tom would be drinking jizz in his cappuccino on a daily basis. <laughs> At this point, Kerry, let's take a little break before we get stuck into the tea room because um, we might have an ad for it coming up. Oh, great. Presenting Ambridge's hottest new venue, brought to you by Sausage King and all-round organic asshole Tom Archer. We give you Tiram. Uh, what the actual f***? All the latest in innovative baking. Why is there a courgette in my daughter's birthday cake, you monster? Creative cookery. Why is there sweet corn in the ghetto, mate? Fusion fuckwittery. I don't think pastel donata should contain anchovies. And don't forget our signature bake. Cauliflower eclair. The can't you vomit all over the floor. Cauliflower eclair. And Fallon's just rambling up Tom's back door. Oof. Cauliflower eclair. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tom being incredibly likable as a new boss. Yeah, so he marches in whilst they're busy doing their usual tea room stuff, tells them that they have to make croissants with kale in the dough. Surely they've got time to do that. Then when it's shit, oh, and then the cauliflower bloody, what was it, cauliflower eclair? Did you just not hear the Which song, Karen? I did, yes, I did. But I cannot believe, it. so it's got cauliflower puree instead of cream and then chocolate on it. And then when it was shit, he blamed the baking of it and said that they need to get better at baking it. We not only said that, he said maybe it needs a more educated palate, basically saying you're a peasant, 
Emma, yeah. and you don't understand. And he's, that bit where he said to her, forget I'm the big boss and be yeah. honest with me. It's just like, you're a big fucking something, mate. At least she was honest. And then Fallon marched in with the empanadas made of cauliflower and kale that everyone yeah. thought were gorgeous. And he went, yes, we'll make loads of those. Thank you. But then he said, but I want two new bakes on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. What about a sprout strudel? And I thought at one point there's going to be a science and it's going to be like, just kidding. But the bloody music started playing. Yeah. He was serious. <laughs> he tried to rename the tea room. Yeah, Terum, wasn't it? What was it? Well, he said Terum, but my Swedish friend said it's not that. His pronunciation mm. was wrong. It's, it is actually T. It's like as if Natasha was saying it, Terum. Okay. That's a very convincing Welsh person doing a Swedish word there, <laughs> Kerry. Thanks. Oh, and then he made, he made them do a bloody stock take as well, as if he didn't trust them. Appalling. Appalling human being. I bet that would be good good to play. I bet he enjoyed doing that, the actor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he must have. Been, he must love being this mm. twat, mm -hmm. really. I wonder if he goes on Twitter and sees what people are saying about him. Because Anthony said he did used to venture onto Twitter occasionally just to mm. see what people had said about Russ when he was in the Archers. He was like, "My gosh, it's uh, <laughs> didn't he say it's like it's a bit full on." Yeah. He's a uh, he's played Julius Caesar, hasn't he, Anthony, in some BBC thing. <laughs> That's coming out. I think it's a historic history drama that has some little parts where you see Julius Caesar. I might have that oh, totally wrong. Go to his Instagram. There's lots of the details mm. of that. Oh, cool. And then Natasha bought two gilt chairs for when Sarah and Nova are older for 50 quid and they're going to have their names written on them. But she did, to her credit, although I don't trust anything she does either, did have a go at Tom saying like we're standing on the shoulders of Fallon he, Tom probably would as well to reach a bloody tea party <laughs> and that she deserves all, all the respect that they can give and she said and you can piss off with that name that's not happening either so yeah. he does he does kowtow to Natasha I thought that was a shame because I thought the next move might be they poach Brad from the orangery and it would be the Pythagoras theorem <laughs> That's your maths joke for the day. Lovely. <laughs> That's all you're getting. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah, so Tom's a twat. Natasha's sort of half a twat. I think Fallon and Emma will get their revenge, won't they? They have to. Well, here's what's been forgotten, because Linda came round to Fallon and Harrison's mm. place, whatever yeah. cottage it is. Where do they live? Keeper's Cottage? Woodbine. 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 I mean, they smoke 40 a day between the <laughs> two of them 40 chairs <laughs> but linda offered fallon a fair old wedge of cash didn't she to go into business on her own when she was really downtrodden oh, yes. about the tea room and there was the moment where they were like let's make tea and have some biscuits and sit mm. around and then you never really heard what they talked about other than the fact mm. that she was going to chat with adil about the furniture so maybe that offer is still on the table and obviously, you know, Robert's going to pop his clogs at some point. He can't just continue on in the background making hilarious jokes and making yeah. Monty beg for bacon. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be Christmas. Mm. Yeah, you're right. So there is, it's got to happen where Fallon comes out on top. Do you think Linda will tell a joke so funny at the comedy night that it'll be <laughs> like the funniest joke in the world where no one can read it in Monty Python and survive? And... 
Robert is just going to like die laughing. Expire. Yeah. What do you think about the prospect of these farmers doing stand up? The idea that uh, Brian and Stella could get up and do a double act. I'll be up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually want this to happen so badly. I mean, it will be so badly. <laughs> so <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> but no. I... You know what the the centre point of all this is going to be. You know what the salmon centrepiece of all oh. this is going to be, don't you, Kerry? It's going to be Jasper Carrot doing stand-up. That's the worst part about the whole thing, isn't it? I don't mind Jasper Carrot doing stand-up as Jasper Carrot. I don't want to hear him doing it as Sykesy. don't want to hear anything he does as Sykesy, let alone try and be funny. I thought, I thought he was done, but yeah, he's back. And he sort of made a really weird comment. He said something like, oh, I've been living somewhere else. He didn't say where. What you don't know, because it's only audio, is that whole time Ben is just clinging to one of his legs, getting dragged <laughs> around. <laughs> a. Kerry, we had an email. Did we? We did. I do know. I'm pretending to not know. But yeah, yeah. we did, didn't we? Did we did. We? we don't get many emails, so I'm going to read this out because it's, it's actually very illuminating. And the other thing is, it's a praiseworthy email, but... You know, we get to the end of the show and we're always like, someone said this that was very nice about the podcast and we read the reviews, but we don't shy away from criticism, do we? We've okay. always highlighted it. We always try to have a laugh about it. And then sometimes people come back and go, oh, someone actually came back with us and they just can't take it, can they? I was like, we literally spoke about it for five minutes yeah. and had a laugh about it. So we can take it. So big thank you to Paul Holmes that got in touch. He said, hello, Kerry. Hello, Matthew. I just listened to the Cider Shed. Episode 139, Doctor Whoing the Archers, which I think is a reference to the time travel back to September 2018. Believe it or not, it is the first podcast I have ever listened to from any source. Very difficult to imagine, I know. So it won't now come as a, as a surprise that I am not on any of the social media channels you list. People still call Twitter Twitter, which I think is quite sweet, but whatever it's called, I have no account there. Anyway, the cider shed ravished my podcast virginity. Well, I tell you what, Paul, it was uh, it was great for us too. Yes, I'm. I'm having a woodbine <laughs> just to celebrate. But um, he said, "This is the interesting part. I listened to it out of double frustration. One, why is the archers becoming so Harry Potter? And also, two, why is the Ambridge subreddit page so Harry mm -hmm. Potter too? Now, the Ambridge subreddit." That's been, that was brought to my attention about six months ago when someone said, have you ever been on there? It's kind of like a, it's like Twitter on acid, basically. <laughs> Go on and have a look. And they sent me a link. It was a patron, actually, that sent it to me. I can't remember who it was. And I had a look. I was like, bloody hell. It's like a whole new rabbit hole of Archer stuff. And then some other pretty tasty stuff popped up on there about something else, which we won't talk about, but people can find it should they want. And this email regarded something that, involved the cider shed and they said uh, they posted a an attachment for us to read and it was about last week because someone had said well yeah i thought it was great but i bet the usual podcast will all moan about it and someone else replied which usual podcast ambridge on the couch make fun of it cider shed mock everything but this week ignored the week and driveled on about an old episode due to logistics well we could have taken the week off and we decided to do that instead so there you go are there others that will moan about it i might be out of the loop 
to which the original poster said, those are the ones, especially Ambridge on the couch and the cider shed, I find quite relent- relentlessly negative and tedious, so I'm finding myself listening less. Uh, here's the good bit. Brace yourself, Kerry. Yeah. I do like the humour of Ambridge on the couch. Their negative comments are usually funny and not entirely negative, but the cider shed are quite poisonous. Sadly, it's especially Kerry being nasty. Mm. Although Matthew has a sharp tongue. You've been, uh, have you hacked my camera? <laughs> But the, the, do you know what? From that came a great thing because you got as a new yes. listener in Paul because he said, I went to Reddit this morning as usual in the hope of venting my frustration at the current really dire script writing and lo and behold, a subreddit with the title Genius Script Writing This Week. This plunged me into immediate despair. It includes the exchange which I sent to you here with in, in excerpt, complete with the pronouncement cider shed are quite poisonous, whereupon I thought, oh, great must find these people (laughs) so thanks for posting that we were poisonous whoever did that what do i mean by harry potter well actually harry potter plus mills and boone or if you like same thing barbara cartland the latter problem is probably me but i feel there could be a less slushy way of handling relationship storylines such as alice and mr horseman can't remember his name he says or pip and stella there are too many awkward cringeworthy scenes including the initial scene where mr horseman turns up at the stables and proceeds without buy or leave to lay down the law on how to keep horses while fireworks are going off. <laughs> Surely in 95% of all businesses in the land, he would simply be escorted off the premises or at least being a good customer challenged over his rudeness. Yeah. I mean that mm. he said, it, I mean, he says here overstretches my willingness to suspend belief. Yeah. We're, we're yep. with that as well. Harry Potter, he said is basically the great, gable storyline which has me squirming by turns i'm a building surveyor and the refurbishment of buildings is my profession why can't the script writers at least inform themselves as to how these things are done but he said to crown it all the ambridge subreddit community seems to broadly swallow this uncritically one seems to have to adopt the same simpering attitude as lillian and alice do towards mr unsufferable pomposi well he's really going in on harry isn't he yeah good he's right am i wrong or am i wrong no you're not wrong. Reddit, a supposedly informed discussion forum, seems unwilling to do this in terms of criticism and regularly posts obsequious courtesies to the BBC, such as today. So I would gladly look for more critical online forum, one that views the archers with a benevolent scepticism. What does the Cider Shed advise? Well, just listen to us, I think. Yeah. Thank you so much for your patience. I hope Kerry had a good time in Latvia. Best wishes and friendly greetings, Paul Holmes. That's a mega email, Paul. We loved yeah. it. And thanks for becoming a listener. Absolutely loved it. Thanks for like making me having to go back into that cursed Ambridge subreddit again and see what people were saying about us. You know, I don't mind being thought of as uh, having a sharp tongue. Sharp no. tongue, was it? And nasty. Were we called nasty in that? I was. Oh, you I'm were, particularly okay. nasty. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I mean, if, if, if you feel that way, let us know. If you don't, write us a five-star review, which we will be hearing about straight after this word from our Christmas sponsors. This Christmas, get your loved one the exclusive scent all the sharp tongues are wagging about. Poison by the cider shed. Over the toilet. Is that French? It is. It is French. Hmm. Smells like intelligent, witty, critical thinking. My last partner wore Armani perfume and agreed with everything. I ditched them as soon as I discovered the Cider Shed's poison. Hey. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So, Kerry, yeah, that was a bit of a, that was, um, we got pelted there a bit, but, you know, we can take it. We're, um, we're big boys and girls. It's one any- voice amongst many contrary voices. Yeah. No, no, there's no worries. We can, we take it. You put yourself, put yourself up on the, the lofty parapet of Archer's, Archer's yeah. podcastry. <laughs> you know, yeah, you have to take it. You know. Do we have any new reviews? Well, that one on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> No, we don't. Oh, yes, we do. We do. We do. We have one. We do. Because, you know, it d- didn't show on the normal iTunes. It's on uh, because it's from Australia. Oh, we should say, actually, on mm. my iTunes, a load of reviews have appeared from the last six months that I don't remember us reading out. So we're going to do a bit of a, a little like Tom Archer stop check and check that we haven't forgotten reviews. Yeah. That have, you know, if you've written a review and said they didn't bloody read it out, let us know. Like we'll go yeah, back and definitely check that. do that because we do try to keep on top of this, but there have been a couple that have popped up out of nowhere from months yeah. ago that when Matthew and I were reading them today, we're sort of going, I don't remember reading that, lot, but it could just be that we can't remember anything. Please, any of you who haven't written a review, feel free to do so. But this one was a lovely five star one. and The title is Sunday Ritual Listen in Australia. Um, addicted to the archers but with no one to talk to about it here in australia kerry and that was from it's ella bella ah, okay mm. yeah if anyone wants to write us a review just go to our itunes page and you can leave one there leave a five star one it really helps the podcast and like we're grateful yeah. for everyone that does that that episode last week where apparently we driveled on about an old episode we got some comments on that oh good <laughs> On our Patreon, Jessica said, that was a fun blast from the past. Thanks for doing this. Louise said, was it the mystery plays in 2018? Someone has since told me it was Canterbury Tales, by the way, on our Aha. Facebook. Mm. I thought it was that was more recent. Secondhand Surfboard said, well, I did enjoy this episode. It was interesting to see how many mixed threads were happening, including Freddie being banged up. You should do this again, but go back a little further. How about Jolene and Sid in the showers? You dirty bird, secondhand surfboard. <laughs> Give some advanced warning so I so I ensure that I haven't eaten beforehand. <laughs> or stab night and Helen being taken into custody. That was a laugh too. Yeah. Tina said, really enjoyed this episode. Thanks for linking to the omnibus. Lovely to hear Jenny and Robert again. Yeah, we thought that, mm. didn't we? And mm-hmm. even Peggy. Eh, not sure about that. Interesting to remember that Freddie used to be even more whiny than he is now. How the boy has grown. My vote for more back in time podcasts is a definite yes. Oh, good. Also said... I'd forgotten Tom and Natasha had hooked up. Do you mean Natasha and Hannah, I think? No, Tom and Hannah. 
Yeah, she wrote also, not, I have forgotten Natasha tan and Natasha. <laughs> Which is what you've just said. Okay, she, oh, Jesus, am I not? Also, I had forgotten Tom and Natasha had hooked up. I like Natasha, but how interesting it would have been for Hannah and Tom to have pursued a relationship. Oh, well, maybe a few years down the road. Yeah, so mm. Angela said, that was great. I really enjoyed the trip down memory lane. I used to listen to every episode of The Archers and The Omnibus as well. This was before we had a radio on demand stroke catch up as we have now. I also used to record radio programs on the cassette tape from time to time. She didn't say the cassette tape. I said that. <laughs> I am absolutely certain that bits were clipped from, from the omnibus, but I have no way to verify this. I was delighted to hear you mentioning the possibility. I now feel vindicated. This was this thing, wasn't it? That people used to say that parts of the, yeah. the week's episodes were pulled. And the evidence they had was that the omnibus was shorter than all of mm. the episodes added together. And... I found myself time and time again saying that's because they're not counting the music. Ah ha ha. They just sort of speed up certain bits of it to squish it in. <laughs> that's Dick what Peggy I do. Dick Peggy sounds like this, really. Yeah. And they just speed her up. Yeah. I just thought I just thought it was an absolute no brainer that it was just the the end end and intro credits from each episode. But people are like, yeah, no, sure. they definitely take stuff out. Yeah, I'm sure there were examples of where things had been dropped, cut out, that people had heard in the week and then they weren't featuring. Have no evidence of this whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think there's any evidence for it, like, at all. Mm. I think you're talking out your arse. But yeah. it would been great if you'd had, like, a, you know, a trainee guy on the job that week and you'd, like, <laughs> take out Rob being stabbed, John getting crushed, <laughs> <laughs> like, the... the Kirsty getting jilted at the altar, and then the next week they're like, um, what's going on for <laughs> omnibus only listeners? Uh, Jezzy said, Beyond hilarious. I need to listen to the end and listen again before commenting again, but I'm loving a village flesh harvest supper with Tony Casserole and Nick Grundy Pie as mains. <laughs> what other bits of Ambridge human parts are on the menu for starters and puddings? Apart from Elizabeth being boiled, strained, and poured into a fragrant jelly, I'm really struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was really dull, wasn't it, Matthew, that episode we did? Yeah, yeah, awful. Absolute drivel. Richard Webb said, that was great. Love to hear one from each decade. Oh, well, geez, Ooh, there's yeah. a challenge. Oh, God, it'd be so funny to go back. I mean, I've heard some of those very ancient ones. We could do that. That would be hilarious. There isn't that much suspense, is there? It's literally like... A, you know, someone gets outbid for a tractor at an auction know, on the Friday. Great. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. On our Facebook, Edward said, nice to hear Robert Snell again. Less nice to hear Shula. <laughs> Alison said, enjoyed the podcast, but never worry if you miss a week because of holidays or illness. You do an amazing job as a team of two and your loyal listeners will stick with you even if you take a break. Having said oh. that, revisiting a previous week in Ambridge worked really well. Oh, thanks, Alison. Um, yeah, it was Joe. That then came in and said the Christmas show that year was the Canterbury Tales. I remember because I was stuck in hospital at the time and he gave me the original broadcast dates. So we'll have to go uh -huh. back and have a listen to that. I think they were repeated in 2019. So that maybe that's why the date was misremembered. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But yeah, yeah, I'll go back and check. Robin said that was great fun. Nearly spat out my tea. However, when Auntie Shula described Freddie's lack of oomph to Elizabeth, I did suggest a ride this morning, but he wasn't very keen. <laughs> 
Heather said, you made me think of looking for other old ones, and I found this. It's the week that Mark Hebden was killed. Well, all right, Heather, let's get the party started. <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's go there. All the big deaths. Yeah, we could do that, couldn't we? Yeah. Um, so thanks to everyone for doing that. We were kind of like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And we did that instead, mm. and we, we had a great time doing it, and we enjoyed it. So thanks to uh, thanks to everyone that enjoyed So. Kerry, if people want to get in touch with us on Twitter, where can they do that? At the Side Shed Pod. Oh, and big news. Um, I am now straddling fully on Blue Sky. I took Oof. the plunge. I now do simultaneous tweets, imagine, on uh, Twitter and on Blue Sky. I'm imagining that gif of the cat typing very quickly. Yeah, exactly. I've got it off to a fine eye and I can do it it's it's all right but yeah you do have to like switch between the two but we're on blue sky at the social. so do come and find us there as well we've done really well actually within the first week of of setting up there actually within the first day we got like 100 followers so it's slowly but surely growing and i know it's quite tricky because you can't just join blue sky you have to have been invited with a code um, I've given out a few. I've run out of those now. So if I get any more, then, you know, I'll share them out as and when I can. But it, it's quite nice there. It's very calm and no sex bots. Is that because, uh, oh, God, I, I've been I've been sex botted. Yeah. A lot, both on Instagram and Twitter recently. Yeah. You get an instant like, don't you, to a tweet. And you go, oh, who's that? It's like some sort of <laughs> someone looking for a life partner with no... No followers and yeah, I, I actually have taken screenshots of some of the better sex bots that have liked mm. the cider shed stuff. So I will get round to <laughs> giving them some exposure. Yeah, mm. I mean, one thing I should also thank people because it's been a couple of weeks. When I posted a photo of my Prince and Bjork tickets from the summer of 1993, I also posted a picture of me on Kilburn High Road that summer, and oh, Trudy yeah. posted a photo of me from 2023 on one of our Zoom calls than me on Kilburn High Road and alleged that I'm a vampire and I haven't aged in 30 years. So I'm very <laughs> grateful for that. Certainly doesn't feel, it didn't feel like that when I was carrying a Christmas tree over a field today. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a group, the Cider Shed Podcast. Our Instagram is the same as Twitter at the Cider Shed Pod. So we're, yeah, Kerry's straddling and I'm, what's another verb beginning with S that I'm doing with our, our social media? smashing you're smashing it and you are when i re-listened to the week's episodes there was a bit where helen and ardil were speaking and i suddenly got the feeling that maybe those two will end up together oh there was a bit of a sort of something a bit of a frisson because they were bonding a little over having pushy siblings and he had lost his partner and I thought mm, maybe they could make a pair I hadn't even considered that I would I want better for Ardil if I'm honest well yeah <laughs> yeah true but you know we're not the script writers and they did have that early like we said they've teased him with a number of people haven't they Kirsty, mm. Lily and now you've got this thing where he teased the cheese <laughs> so to speak <laughs> oh, and and then yeah. withdrew it so maybe there is something there maybe there is a back and forth maybe it's building oh, i don't know i'll have to go yeah. away and think about this kerry 
too much. Yeah, okay. Please remember that I've said it because I won't remember that I predicted this. Yeah, well, just quickly, I'll do. I'll tell you what's happening in our Cider Shed podcast mm. league. So, cue the music. At the bottom, Ballad of Bowen, still pinned to the bottom of the table, just above in 44th. Pleasure Beach Friday, Nimrod Pleasure Beach. Kaza Jackson, 43. Number 42, Grundy Pants, Rob Williams. Down to 41st, one star review, Peter Fickling. Just above him, Mary Shed, Mariana Dutra. Uh, I'm in 35th. Uh, Kerry is in. Blimey, I have to keep scrolling up. Where are you? You're in 6th, Kerry. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Bloody hell. I know. And our top, our top three, Max Warbus Mansfield at, in third with Max FC. Things can only get better, Chris Charlson. And in number one, James Scott. Go mm-hmm. on, James. The king. Yeah, he's smashing it, isn't he? And yeah. Sometimes I look at James Scott's team and I'm just like, well, I'll pick the same team as James. And I was like, yeah, but it doesn't help that I'm now like 400 points behind him. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference, does it? Yeah. He's got. I'll tell you what, though, he's got a nano in goal. Not sure that's the wisest move, but okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to argue with the guy that's stuff at the table. Clearly knows what well, he's no, doing. Well, no, you shouldn't, as you're 36. All right. I know you're not 35th. I do take that back. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but you're. I'm really impressed with your position, Kerry. Yeah, and I tell you, Max does not help me at all. I do it all by myself. Do you? I do. I swear to you, I would not lie. I honestly do. A bit worried about Watkins this week. But I've kept him in. 50, 50%. Yeah, Mara's got him yeah. in, his, in her team. He's in my team as well. Oh, just a quick thing. I did post on Facebook. When I make the ads, I sometimes have like a rough sketch of the ad. So I have the music and then I speak into the mic and just kind of like say, right, this is going to go here. This is going to go here. But it's always a rough version. And they're normally a bit more sweary. And then later I take them out and put a more polished version in. And last week I accidentally uploaded the podcast with the really sweary versions. <laughs> added and then later took them out and apologized on facebook for that so there was one where like peggy was telling people to f off and stuff like that and that so i i replaced that afterwards and lots of people were like oh there'll be collector's items in years to come it's like a lost beatles track or something so apologies to anyone that heard that that wasn't my intention i wonder if any of our listeners would mind though if your beer ambridge ad finished with eccles getting run over that was the right one (laughs) <laughs> because sometimes the player doesn't refresh and then you just forever hear the same episode even if you change it because sometimes i don't know if you know this kerry sometimes archer's podcasts frantically re-edit after they've uploaded because somebody has said something on air that they then don't want to be on the on the yeah. podcast and they have to go back in and take it out so that was kind of what happened with the ads so sorry to anyone that heard excessively sweary ads that wasn't my initial intention and also just as a final final note how funny is it that we do an ad for the beer ambridge last week and it got a mention it this did. week from natasha yeah. it's as pretentious as the beer ambridge she said about tea room oh i can't wait for it to all go tits up at the tea room that's actually the new name the signage is arriving tomorrow <laughs> would go <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. All right, Kerry, I'm going to go and uh, cook for the masses and go and have a look at the Christmas tree that's been decorated while we're doing this. Oh, how lovely. Listen, everyone, thanks for all your support. 
Love you loads. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hang on. Big f***ing cherry on a shit cake.